0: Thanks, Shane. Thank you very much. Good afternoon on this Tuesday afternoon. How are you? If you want to contact the programme this afternoon 51551 or ray at rte.ie um, It's beyond words, isn't it? Um, I watched the funeral of Ashley Murphy on RTE News and um, it is, it's is—it's beyond words and the, the hearse arriving and the two K's in, in yellow flowers uh, representing uh, Kilcormac Kilahee, um, and that's the team, the Komogi team that Ashling played for. A- and then her family arriving: her mother Kathleen, her dad Ray, um, brother Cahill older sister Amy. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of these things, and we've we've spoken about it at length, and it's been written about, and and people are asking why has this affected us like this in this way at this time, um, and and. and those questions will continue to be asked and you can sort of offer up an answer in that Ashling was who she was. She was only 23. She did all those uniquely Irish things, played traditional Irish music, played our national sport, camogie. She was a national school teacher, which a lot of people would describe as a vocation. She was a giving, generous, lovely person. And then to see her struck down in this way, the prime of her life... And 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 that moment when the president went over to commiserate with the family and Sabina was with them and she came to Amy and Amy hugged her and held on to her and it was just it was it was one of those moments and you could see that Amy just wanted to hold on to Sabina for life because her world has been wrecked pulled apart and and then there was friends and cousins and colleagues and team colleagues and all and then there's the, the prayers of the faithful um, and I, I'm sorry I don't know this this girl's name I'm presuming um, she was a friend or a cousin or a work colleague and uh, and this was her prayer um, at the funeral today yeah why isn't that happening uh, Let me try it again here we go
1: Ashley epitomised the beauty of life and shared her passion Gifts and talents for others so generously. We pray for her friends, colleagues and students in Ballybai Kyultis, Kilkorma Cloik Club, and Skullnave Colum Kiladura. May Ashling's legacy live in the hearts of all she touched. Lord hear us.
0: Lord graciously hear us. And that word is so important, isn't it? Legacy. Ashling's legacy. Uh, what will it be? Will there be real change as a result of what has happened uh, over the last six days? And I see Neve Brannock has written to the Irish Times today, and it's a it's 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 a, a letter worth reading out. She's the the foreign minister for education, and she says, "How can we change attitudes, educate for difference, and put in place structures that will respond to calls from Irish society for a national answer to Ashling Murphy's violent death last week?" Every stratum in Irish society should have a response to this tragedy. Knowing that this violent behaviour develops over time from catcalling, bullying and vicious teasing behaviour first seen in the classroom, the response from the education section must be the immediate introduction of new proposals to our existing health and sex education programmes. Since introducing sex education to the Irish education system, I've maintained an interest in how our school's sex education curriculum has developed. Today, it is surely time to acknowledge that its contents are not fit for purpose for today's generation. Uh, Promundo founded in Brazil in 1997, came to my attention. It's an international movement which aims to deliver strategies that will engage men and boys in partnerships with women and girls in response to developing defined behaviour. It continues to carry out research, operates across the global world and makes its findings available to all. Yes, our protests must be heard, but the follow-up actions are mainly in the hands of government. And of course, uh, the Minister for Justice was there today and, um, and the Taoiseach and the Minister for Education uh, and they now have a job of work to do to make sure that Ashling's legacy is a lasting one that affects real change because if you were been a cynic you would say we have been here before and we've had these chats before and there was no change um, and you would hope you would just hope um, and what consolation that would be in years to come for Ashling's family, if if this horrific, horrible tragedy uh, affected real change in Irish society, um, good afternoon.
2: Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. Email Ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio
0: One. Uh, we got a lovely card from Fiona Mannion from Castlepar who was on our Reeling in the Years quiz back in November, and. Uh, It says, uh, Dear Ray and team, just a quick note to thank you for my mugs after my appearance on your rolling back the years quiz. It's reeling in the years quiz. (laughs) Anyway, that's fine. Sounds fine. I hadn't intended on telling my cancer journey story, but couldn't believe the feedback I got from people. It was amazing. I got a call from Shane the Friday after the show. That's Shane who was working on the show with the news that I got the weekend away in Brooks Hotel. I was blown away. Uh, Mr. Charles Sinnott, um also rang me he was so lovely on the phone and uh, offer us the weekend uh, away as well so that was um, that's the man from Brooks Hotel uh, wishing you all uh, good health for 2022 uh, Fiona Mannion and it's lovely when that happens because Fiona didn't win obviously she got the two mugs and then Brooks Hotel got onto us and said listen we heard that woman's story and she needs a break so invite her up to Brooks Hotel, so thanks to everybody there uh, at Brooks Hotel, uh, which brings us nicely on to Reeling in the Ears quiz. Yep, we've cobbled together bits of songs, news reports, TV shows, and movies, and um, we're looking for two people to come on after uh, four o'clock and answer three questions each on if clips they hear in their ears. It's called Reeling in the Ears. Fiona, Reeling in the Ears. And we have a prize, yes uh, Very nice day in the Farnham Estate in Cavan Um, So you and your guests will enjoy a two-night stay in a stylish guest room with breakfast the following morning and dinner for two in Maxwell's restaurant at Farnham Estate. It's located in the heart of a magnificent estate with 1,300 acres of mature woodlands or 1,300 acres if you like to say it that way. There's lakes to explore. It's less than 90 minutes from Dublin. There's a golf resort, a spa. Loads of things to do up there. Farnhamestate.ie And that's our prize today if you want to be involved. Two people after four o'clock and here's your qualifying question. In which Australian city is the Australian Open Tennis Tournament being held? In which Australian city is the Australian Open Tennis Tournament being held? 0818 715 0818 715 And we could be talking to you after four o'clock. Good luck with that. Thank you. Now, Dublin City Libraries have released their annual top ten list, detailing the most borrowed library books in 2021. We love hearing about this. So I'm joined now by Betty Codd. Betty is Divisional Librarian with Dublin City Libraries. How are you doing, Betty?
3: I am very well, Ray. Thanks very much for having me
0: on. That's a great name, Betty Codd.
3: Yes, it's it's a Wexford name, Codd. Very, very much a Wexford name. But I've I've been in Dublin so long now, I'm, I'm... And, and kind of half and half, half Wexford, half Dublin at this stage.
0: And, and I like the look of your name as well, because it's a double T and a double D. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's kind of a symmetry or yes, something there, in there it. Is, yeah, <laughs> there is, yeah, there is. <laughs> anyway, thanks for taking our call today. Uh, so fascinated by this. First of all, let's just get um, a sort of state of the nation on our libraries. So I would imagine COVID has affected you in a real way.
3: It has. It's like with any uh, public-facing service, and um, we were very much affected by the, the lockdowns and having to close our doors completely to the public at different stages. And then even now, like we're 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 very much open to the public again, but there's still restrictions in terms of, um, you know, like like having big groups in, say, yes. like a, gla- a class visit or having big events on site we're we're just not in a position to do that um, so that that has affected our footfall it has affected the amount of books that are being borrowed but we're hoping i mean it, things are starting to look more positive now so mm. we would hope over the next few months that we'll be you know back to you know yes
0: but back you, to business you enjoyed a little bit of a digital revolution in the library
3: we absolutely did um, it was fantastic um, like well, we we already had a strong kind of digital presence um, but um, our like the borrow box which is the, the you know the digital books uh, e reads and is the all, audios it, yeah so that's that, um, and that's for all the libraries in in Ireland. I mean that that's just really, really taken off. I, I just had a, a look at a, a couple of figures before coming on to you here, um, and like uh, there was like a, nearly a thirty five percent growth in in the, the number of users, even between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. And there was a forty six and a half percent growth in people listening to e audiobooks um, again um, last year. So. People have really taken to borrow box. How does uh, it work, uh, Betty? it's the easiest thing I mean if you just go on to our website and that's dublincity.ie so that'll bring you into the City Council Dublin City Council website and then find the, the, the library menu um, and it's, 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 it's very easy just you just go in and you just you just need to log in you nice. just need to register and log in if you have any anybody who has any difficulties with it just pop into your local library or give them a ring or contact us by email we have a, an Ask a Librarian website um, it's sort of a live web chat from Monday to Friday. Great. So even just send an email on that. And, okay. um, I, I, you only idea is
0: any ideas what was the most popular audio book last year before we get to <laughs> the, no we're, we're,
3: we're, we're looking at those at the moment. Right. you come back they, to me on that one. <laughs> they, I, 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 I probably... The, I think the most popular. I can't stand over this, but in terms of fiction, I think it was the Richard Osman, the, the Thursday ah, yes, Murder yes, Club. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah, but I like, yeah. do you
3: think, um, like Leonard and Hungry Paul, the, the Ron and Hessian book, um, and a few others appear within that top ten list as, as well. well. I just okay. can't finalise it at the moment. Okay,
0: uh, so that's sorry about that. Asking you a question that you weren't Not prepared at all. for because <laughs> no. The, no. But the hard copies then. So you have, I'm looking at the top ten here, and that book yeah. that you mentioned already there is number one. Leonard and yes. Hungry Paul by Ronan Hessian. Uh, so yes. number 2 is Lost Children Archive. Right. And
3: and that would uh, that's uh
0: by Valerie uh, Lu- Luciella.
3: She that was our uh Dublin Literary Award winner. Aha, um, right. So, and then uh, the, the rest of the list, then there's quite a few, the Bernadine Evarista book, Girl, Woman, Other, Colson Whitehead, Nickel Boys. Um, there's quite a few of them that actually featured on the, the Literary Awards shortlist as well. So we're we're just really happy to see like books like that, yeah. And um, just looking at be being so embraced by 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 Dublin City readers. Yeah, you yeah. know it's I, great. And and
0: most of those now were well um, were released last year. But I'm looking at Milkman by Anna Burns at number six. Yeah. that that's, yeah. that's is that's it's four years, three or four years old, maybe. No,
3: four exactly. Years. And you see, that was our our literary award winner previously. Yes, um, the Dublin Literary Award winner. Um, and I, I think like that. It's just it, 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 to, to be honest, they, there's just such a demand for those books and and and. People just keep putting reserves on them, Aha. and so it stays. It stays up there, you know. Right.
0: So, Hurricane Season by Fernanda Melcher, um yeah. That's at number ten. The Night Fire by yeah. Michael Connolly's is at number nine. Blue Moon by Lee Child at eight. Uh, you'll have to pronounce that. A Paragon is it by A- Colin Heragon, McCann. Yes. yes. High Colin uh, McCann Seven. Yeah. Uh, Milkman's at six. Uh, on Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Viong is at number five. Then the Nickel Boys yeah. by Colson Whitehead at four. Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo is at three. Lost Children Archive by Valeria Lucelli is at number two and then Leonard and Hungry Paul by Ronan Hessian. Uh, big demand for, for non-fiction as well, the biographies and self-help and that sort of thing. Yes,
3: yeah. And um, biographies, autobiographies, always, always popular. So they, they feature Sinead O'Connor, um, Gabriel Barn, uh, Dr. Mary Cassidy. Ah, yeah. So they, and then um, I, I suppose Patrick Frayn's book, Okay, Let's Do Your Stupid Idea, which Great I just book. absolutely adore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I suppose it's, it's, it's autobiographical, let's hmm. say. And, um, and then, I mean, and again, like books about self-care are always popular, um, in terms of, what our borrowers like but i suppose in the given see, the pandemic they they're, they're, they're you know the yeah, they're more strongly. popular yeah
0: You're, that's uh, dr morin gaffney's at number 4 there uh, yes. your one wild and precious life and inspiring guy to be coming and true crime there the number five The Monk uh, The Life and Crimes of yes. Ireland's most enigmatic gang boss by Paul Williams and then The Witness by Nicola Tallens at number six yes. and I suppose yes. Mary Cassidy's is a sort of true crime as well isn't it? I uh, suppose so absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah
3: yeah. true crime is always popular it's, it's, it's always uh, in demand and I suppose it's it's a nice mix like the self care and then the little bit of excitement with the true crime as well
0: yeah and would you be encouraged by... We are a nation of readers, aren't we? I'd say we we read more books per capita than any other country in the world. I'm just saying that I haven't got a fact. I I don't know if that's a fact, but uh, I'd say that's that's, that's it. And and it all starts early. I I read a piece by um, a lady from DCU over the weekend Sunday Times saying that if we read books to our babies, as as young as babies, that their vocabulary improved. You know, you can show... the vocabulary improves you can see it at the age of two three so it starts that young so what were the, the most popular books for children
3: for children, um, again, that there was a good range there, but there were books like, uh, like the Bad tempered Lady Bird by Eric um, Carl, which again, it, that, that's now for for the for very young readers, and it is kind of an intergenerational book. It's a perennial favourite, and I'd say some of the parents that are taking that out now to read to their children now, it was probably read to them as well. Um, so, like, so the books like that, and the Owl Babies, and any of the Julia Donaldson's, there's yes. two of those there in the top. 10. Yeah. and they're very, very popular. Um, and the parents obviously love them and, and, and are, are borrowing them, taking them out for their children. Um, the Where's Wally books, there's two again that feature, but I, that, those are just, again, perennial favourites. Um, and it's great to
0: see the Shane Hegarty's top of the heap there for young oh, readers.
3: It, it, yeah, that, that was our city-wide read in 2020. And again, like, it, it, it was still Featuring, it was still being borrowed very heavily in 2021, which is fantastic. Uh, and it's, it's great to see Irish writers again, and uh, Portrait Kenny there, The Monsters of Brookhaven. It's just great to see Irish writers featuring so strongly in, in these lists as yeah. well. Um, and the same then with the, the non fiction for the the, the the junior, the Animal Crackers by Sarah Webb and Alan Nolan. Again, that was our city wide read last year, so that's a, a big city, a big, a big Dublin City Library's promotion, um, and and it, it obviously has that effect that you know children are coming in and 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 borrowing the books. Um, and then other than that, like the, the, the Guinness World Records, yeah, um, that, always, always <laughs> so popular with, 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 with children. Yeah. And then the sports annuals and facts about dinosaurs, books books about um, space, that kind of thing. It's, it's, so it's great to see yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and you know there's a lot of competition and we hear about it over and over again because uh, a lot of children have mobile phones now smartphones so yeah. they have a computer in their hand and and so books have to compete against that how are they doing do you think
3: um i look i i, I think they're doing very well because i think there is that awareness like you say that um like there's various reports on it that um when, when children are, are, are reading from a young age it just it 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 increases their 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 vocabulary it yeah. increases their confidence their, their 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 social skills um and look I, I don't have any fear for 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 booksellers or for libraries in terms of books are and and will continue to be
0: they're here, really they're here to stay. They're yeah. here to stay. This will scare you. Before I let you go, Betty Cod, um, uh, who is a divisional librarian with Dublin City Libraries, uh, I was just looking at Tom was reading the first Harry Potter book, um, and I looked at the date of publication. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-seven. Twent- 20, twenty-five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Betty, mad. that's I mad, know. isn't it? Where'd that twenty-five years ago? It is absolutely mad. Yeah. That is scary. <laughs> so, so people who were reading that at Tom's age nine, they're now they're now thirty-four. Yes,
3: yeah. Yeah. And sure. and 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 I and I know the Harry Potter especially on on BorrowBox they they're uh, still topping the you know the most borrowed list yeah. um in in the digital format. So they're they're being read again like they're an intergenerational book. They're being read by generation and the next generation. Um so
0: again passing them they're, on yeah they're, they're, they're there to stay they're read by Stephen Fry aren't they isn't that yeah. a reason yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go yeah. yeah, you'd listen to him sort of read you would the phone indeed, book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Card. great talking to you mind you thanks yourself. very much okay, Ray. and again now. very much appreciate you having me on thank you very much The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1 Text
2: 51551 The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1
0: Uh, now on Friday John Kennedy got his first ever tattoo at the age of Oh, 78 78, <laughs> yeah, 78. Yeah. Uh, It's daughter Louise Kennedy who's a writer put up a tweet saying my dad really doesn't like tattoos my sister somehow got him to agree to get one in aid of the Irish Cancer Society and as you heard John is here in studio in Dublin put on those headphones now John oh, right. uh, and uh, Louise is in our Sligo studio good afternoon Louise hello Ray how are you Yeah. thanks so hi, much dad. for coming in <laughs> hi. hi Louise <laughs> you, can, you can hear Louise yeah. yes yeah. indeed does she sound good Yeah. oh yes wonderful and you, and you can, yeah, and, and you can Hear us! I'll get her to sing yeah, a song. I can hear you. She' yeah. a good singer. Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> I think I'm brilliant after a few drinks. With yeah. Them,
0: yeah. What's your go to song, Louise?
4: Um, okay, if I'm really drunk, crazy. I'll say, oh yeah, crazy. I'd sing that. Yeah, uh, Black is the color. Uh, oh yes. What else? If I'm really drunk, I, I might sing, "I've Never Been to Me." You know the Charlene oh, song. Oh, I do. Yeah, But yeah, I yeah, have to yeah, be very drunk yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. "I've Never Been to Me," as Justin yeah. said.
4: Yeah. A so, song with a lot of irony. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, so th- 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 this your little tattoo on your left arm John tells tells a a, a story doesn't it Louise a a big story in your family yeah so we we start with your cancer story then
4: Um, well I mean we could I suppose Um, yeah so I was in I had a I was born with some moles like lots of people are and I had one that was probably a bit bigger than the others um, that was on my right shoulder blade and it, it was fine all my life and then started to change fairly drastically in 2018. And then in 2019, I was told that it, um, it, um, it had changed to the extent that, it, it, you know, that it had melanoma cells. And those, it turned out, had um, spread, you know, into the surrounding tissue and under the skin and into my um, lymphatic sy- uh, system. So I guess that right. meant that it was stage three at that stage. So that was like March 2019 and... Um, um, so nothing mu- melanoma is kind of weird in that it doesn't respond very well to chemotherapy or radiotherapy and um, it, it, so I think they were sort of hoping for the best that it wouldn't sometimes you know it's it's sufficient just to remove the, the, the lymph node or two that the cells are in Um But in my case, that didn't really work. So it came back this year in um, August. I noticed things in August, um, uh, or last year, should I say, August 2021. Um, And then it was confirmed in September that it it has come back.
0: Right. Yeah. Never a good thing. Well, no. (laughs) No. Uh, And and how are you now?
4: Um, I mean... I'm probably better than I was two weeks ago um, I am I, well I, I am now on a, a very new type of treatment um, called immunotherapy yeah. um, which wouldn't have been I mean it didn't exist probably ten years ago and it certainly wouldn't have been available to me I think even five years ago except maybe on a drug trial somewhere and um uh, melanoma. Um, you know, the thing that I have was probably because it's now stage four. Um, when I came back, they realised that there, you know, it had gone beyond my lymph nodes and it's like elsewhere in my body. So in my case, I've got a couple of spots um, on my right lung, little spots, but they're there all the same. And, um, so the immunotherapy, um, works by basically taking the brakes off your immune system and, um, you know, so that your, your, your own body, your T cells can, can locate the melanoma cells, which are really good at hiding and, um, and destroy them. Um, but, uh, it, your immune system uh, kind of is want to run amok as well, so mine kind of did a little bit of that over Christmas, so, um. I'm feeling a bit weird at the moment, but I'm okay. okay. And, okay. Um, you know, certain things seem to be encouraging. And um, my oncologist thinks that this could actually fix me, um, which is kind of mad. So that is mad, a, isn't so it? it? It is mad, actually. No, but <laughs> yeah. it's brilliant. It's, that, it is mad, I've yeah. spoken
0: to people who've had that immunotherapy. The first guy mm-hmm. was, was probably four years ago, he was an Irish guy living in... Australia. Okay, yeah, and and it worked for him. it, yeah. it worked for him. And and it's it is
4: totally game changing. Like if yes. it works, it really works. It's brilliant. Yeah, so yeah.
0: that sort of reengineers your own your own cells, put yeah. them back into your body, and they they go after the the, the cancer yeah, in a real good, targeted way. That's pretty way. much what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah.
4: so um, I think it's something about there are proteins um, in your body which stop your immune system from from running amok, but cancer cells are very smart, so they find a way of hiding behind uh-huh. those proteins. Yes, so yes. that your immune system, you know, when your T cells are scanning for problems they don't see ah, any problems yes, so in yes. the meantime the um, they're growing yeah they're yes, growing and yeah, multiplying yes, really yes, quickly
0: yeah, yeah. um so, so these these boys these this immune uh, therapy yeah. they're they're sort of like an SAS sort of thing it go kind and of is, yeah, yeah i
4: mean yeah but i mean they, they can be pr- pretty indiscriminate
2: <laughs> as well, as well. They, so right? yeah <laughs> so
4: i think that what happened was they um they uh, they got like really interested in my um, endocrine system over christmas oh, no. now. so yeah so the so the, uh, my adrenal gland is packed in forever apparently and my thyroid Roy's gone a bit mad, but I think all of those are manageable okay. long term. Right. Just, okay. At the at the moment, I'm a bit wax. No, no,
0: no, John. There you are. Listen to your, your daughter. Uh, now, where is Louise? And you have three daughters and one son.
5: Yeah, Louise. Louise is the eldest, and uh, the first to actually contract cancer was our middle daughter, Joanne. 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 Yeah. Uh, followed by my wife Brenda. Uh, We've three girls. Uh, The youngest girl is Sinead and the boy who's ten years younger than Sinead is John. Um, So he's fine but all of the women in the family have contracted cancer of one sort or another.
0: In the space of how many In a years? In the space
5: of I think four and a half I think years.
4: It's six years Dad. I think six it was twenty sixteen, yeah. Right.
5: Five yeah. or six years, yeah. Over yeah. five anyway. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Like you just say that's not fair.
5: It, 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 it well, it's very unusual. Even yes. even the medical people are pretty astounded. They're I, starting to jump up and down now looking at genetics and
0: yeah, but but you, like, I, I, I'm I'm sure you've done the the straightforward genetics that they know of. The, yeah, yes, like yeah. BRCA and all that. That, been, that. It's not that. It's but not it, that because
5: it's actually four different types of cancer, completely different but between melanoma. Uh, Joanne had uh, genes that didn't require any chemo treatment. Brenda had the opposite. Your and, wife. Must yeah. she had hair uh, uh, too. And she needed additional treatment and chemo. So she had Herceptin after chemo. And Herceptin is a bit of a game changer as well, a very expensive treatment. Apparently, I think it's only recently available. And uh, Brenda had that. It was supposed to be for nine months. She actually had it for, I think... Uh, she, she was cut short 13 weeks before the end because okay. of covid Yes, but hopefully that won't okay. play a part. But it, and Joanne it is fine. Would have nursed Brenda. Is, uh, that, is that the way it worked, Or Brenda uh, no, nursed Joanne? Brenda looked after Joanne, Joanne for then, six or okay, eight weeks yes, after then, she was sick, and right. then Joanne is helping look after. Brenda, when Brenda was That's sick, my uh, poor Louise is isolated down in the. No, I,
4: I had a visit oh, from Joanne so. last week. She arrived <laughs> but, with like loads of food and hoovered around me and managed to change the bed with me in it. So yeah, Joanne's, right. Joanne's like a, a kind of mobile oncology unit. Fantastic, are. yeah.
5: We are now becoming sort of medical experts yeah, all in all the really different shades of. We're getting really quite <laughs> handy at it, you know. How
0: how how are you coping with this, John? Um, and I know you haven't right, got
5: cancer yourself. No, but. it's it's not about me. I mean, it, it is the others, and it is you know what it's like with family. You, you I tr- I try to cope with it, blocking it out. It's all going to be good. I ha- we have to be positive. Louise is very positive, and. Um, all of us are positive and we try to keep things positive, but um, I mean, there are times right when something simple happens and somebody says something to you or even I looked online the other day and I saw a message for Louise from a school friend and a kid, a girl that used to come into the house and it actually broke I, I broke down just hearing that one thing. Um, most of the time, it's fine, mm. but it's it is very difficult. You, you know you can't stop caring. No, they're still your children. Uh, they might all be. I think they all claim to be forty nine, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, they're somewhere around that age. And um, yeah, uh, but they're still your kids. You know.
0: And yeah, it, yeah. It, it's 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 tough. So, whose idea then was it to get the tattoo?
5: Well. I was ambushed on Christmas day I'll sort of give you a lead into it just before Christmas my wife Brenda was joking she would uh, we said we'll not buy each other presents that's only wasting money we'll give it to cancer charities and she joked about getting a tattoo herself and we mentioned this to the family and there wasn't a word came back and I thought that was sort of strange that nobody was engaging with this idea at all did they think we've gone mad and, uh, well, we had an abnormal Christmas like every other family in the country. We we had planned to have a dinner for about 20 people.
0: The four the families. Four, four families, families yeah.
5: or maybe Louise wasn't going to be able to make it, so it was still going to be 17 or 18 people. And that was planned and ready to go. But the week before Christmas, one of the families contracted... Covid, and each member went down one after the other, and had had contact with other members of the family, so we all had to cut that short. What we did was we had a very pleasant hour together, I'd, I'd say, uh, outside in Blackrock, and in in our middle daughter's house, uh, we had a outside umbrella. Uh, and and and, and uh,
4: patio, heat patio heaters <laughs> and this
5: sort of thing. It was bucketing rain. I don't know whether you remember the morning. It was horrendous. And they ambushed me. They they uh, did the exchange of presents. I said that's fine. I got my little gift, the usual golf vouchers, and put it <laughs> in my pocket, and that was it. And then they gave me a huge box. I got the huge box. I opened it one by one. They're smaller boxes. Ah. I decided, what the hell is it? I was in the packaging business when I was working. And uh, I get to the last one, and it's a tiny little box with a voucher for cult tattoo. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> cult tattoo. And I am kind of not fond of tattoos. Right. Having... Seen. Be <laughs> <Having now. laughs> on I'm, I'm going to be careful. Having been on holiday in, in Valencia or somewhere years ago and seeing visitors over from England, well, and when changed. they were in their seventies or eighties, it didn't look good. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. they are beautiful. Yeah. They
0: are beautiful. <laughs>
5: well, so
0: attitudes to tattoos have changed, changed immensely, immensely over the last totally. ten years, yeah, and yeah. it's
5: changed by me since I had the tattoo. Okay, yeah. You know, I'm thinking of having more now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get this. It's a, it's a voucher for cult tattoo. Cult tattoo. And you go, whoa, 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 what's, what's going on this? here? So they said, they put me online. I look at this stuff and I'm trying to figure out what the hell is this. And I look and then there's this thing. I, eventually I get this site and it's tit for tat. <laughs> and I tit for tat, what is that? Tit for tat tattoos. And uh, I get into it and I see my name. And there's some sort of fundraising thing going on, which they'd already started. Uh, So they were just making sure I would actually do it. Uh And I said, uh, uh, yeah, well, I haven't much choice Choice. now. And then they said, read down further. Can you see what's happened? I look at it further and they had already raised in a day and a half, I think, from their friends and ordinary people who connected with their friends and all sorts of people, 2,100 and something. Expected to get a few hundred quid. Yeah, yeah. And I said, what is going on? This is crazy, you know? Um, But I, I was sort of delighted in the one hand and I was making a joke about it. Yes, I'll go ahead and I'll get whatever you want, you know?
0: Yeah. And you did. So tit for tat. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry i a bit, slow, a bit vulgar. Yeah, no, <laughs> <slow>. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's for the Irish Cancer Society. It's Irish you Cancer Society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But So, so when did you rock up to Cult Tattoo then? So,
5: on, I went to Cult Tattoo. We had to cancel it because of a COVID thing uh, on about the it was last Friday just in oh no it
4: was you cancelled for the previous week which we were able week, to go yeah. last Friday like that, yeah. yeah we were
5: able to go and we went last Friday and got it done on Friday you know so and it, they were very nice and very helpful and everything you know
0: and did you ask them were you their oldest customer or no.
5: I didn't no but they were all over me because they don't think they'd had many customers like me you know and yeah. they were for their own website they were taking photographs and joking around they were a really nice bunch I think of Adam
4: from there had given a really generous discount for the tattoo as he well had. because I think he it's had. a it cause close to his heart like most people are affected yeah, so yes, so most right. people yeah. are
0: affected in some way and they were very nice and it, it's too. that ribbon that people will know it's usually a pink ribbon yes. isn't it? it's uh,
5: various colours Ray I think oh, they have various uh, colours, right? they have lavender I think as for all cancers uh-huh. and black is for melanomas and there's a different colours for different types of cancer, you know. And you've uh, left yours blank? I have, I have no, it's it's done in black.
4: It's a black outline, I think. It's yes, it. a black yeah, outline. Yes. Not filled yeah. And yeah.
5: black stands for all cancer, uh, sorry, stands actually for melanomas. But the reason why black was that uh, they gave advice on it that you can... Uh, occasionally people can get an infection from coloured inks and that is being looked at in the EU at the moment
0: and so on. Oh, there was new legislation introduced last week. I I heard it on the radio. stuck with black Black, to be safe. Just to be safe. Okay, So now you're in the world. In the world of tattoos. In the world of tattoos. Has it changed in any way apart from the obvious appearance? It
5: has. I swore that I would never, ever have a tattoo but having this it feels all right. Yeah. I was even joking with them that... uh, I, I, I saw somebody in there getting work done on their eyebrows, you That's know, so and eyebrows are always a problem for old people. So maybe I'd look good with the eyebrows done. <laughs> oh do, you feel, do you feel cooler? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, gee, am I what?
1: <laughs>
4: I'll,
5: I'll be beating the girls away. Yeah. What a lovely thing for your dad to do, Louise.
4: Ah, it is. It's great. Um, yeah. So I, um, the others, I think, got to see him outside again in my sister's garden later on. I, I was uh, feeling a bit ropey last week, so I didn't get to, to go up. But I, I, yeah, it was just very cute seeing the photographs and stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Uh,
0: justgiving.com. Um, justgiving.com. And where do they go when they go into JustGiving?
4: Um I think it's, it's something like We Dad's Tattoo for Tits and Moose or something yeah. like that. Yeah, classy like. <laughs> there's yeah. Actually, <laughs> sorry, there's actually
5: an update on that. Right. One um, of the young's grandchildren put uh, a link up uh, JFK <laughs> tattoo
4: Sure, maybe we can pass that on, and yeah, so we
5: can pass yes, that, can that on. on well, I think it's just to make it easier, are are or you, something. Are if, you a
0: JFK? Is John I'm Kennedy JFK? Oh, are you John G- oh, are. oh right.
5: well, Not not Fitzgerald. No, John, no, JFK, yeah.
0: JFK. right? Francis. Right. <laughs> uh, so Louise, uh, mm-hmm. like, how I asked your dad how he felt because you you were mm. uh, you were watching your, your mum and then your sister yeah. and, and then yourself and then your other sister and mm-hmm. what, what what was going through your head? Um.
4: Okay, so I think well for me the most shocking time was when my sister the first one had it I think that was really shocking Um, but you know she's had a good outcome um, that appears to be enduring and um, and I think that maybe when I was diagnosed a couple of years later and when my mum was um, that I didn't maybe catastrophize to the extent that I did when she was diagnosed because I saw that um, you know that the outcome isn't always like a disaster and um that some of these treatments actually do seem to work these days, and I know they don 't treat for they don 't work for everybody but um you know but she but she was very well, um, and I think that probably helps a lot, and also um Joanne by nature is not um She's not very dramatic, you know, she's um, she's kind of level-headed and, um, you know, she just kind of kept the head down and got on with it and made it quite easy for people around her. And she was probably a very good example from that point of view, you know, that it didn't all have to be, you know, sort of drama and uh, yeah. suffering and, uh, you know, freaking out. So I think that really, really helped Um so you had, you know, you had she's a bit a good, of a... Uh, she's a good role model for having cancer. You had a template. You had a yeah, template to work off. Yeah, you know, off. it was yeah, good. Yeah, I think yeah. that was really good. Yeah. And um, it was weird, though, that... Um, like, I think my mother and I had, um, had like, sentinel uh, node biopsies, maybe on the same day or within a day or, or, of each other or something. That was really weird. And it was also... I mean, it is also weird that my sister is now having... Um, like I think the two of us had the CT scan on the same day like a couple of weeks ago so this is all just a bit mad and Sinead was
0: only diagnosed before Christmas was it yeah
4: 23rd of uh, December I mean I think she knew that something was obviously she would have known that something was going going on or had gone wrong um, before that um, but you know I think um, certainly I wasn't told about it I think maybe they were trying to protect me from that a little because I it was kind of doing my own thing but um, uh, you know it, it, it's probably been toughest on Joanne because everybody's been confiding in her and yes. um, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, she's had to shoulder a lot of that and she's great at it but it's probably not easy you know uh,
0: and for you it's changed your outlook to life you're, you're, you've sort of put a rocket underneath yourself so to speak
4: yeah I mean it, I think it, it has a, to a huge extent. I mean, I think that every time you walk, I walk into one of those wards, I probably learn something just about, maybe about resilience and maybe about myself to an extent as well that I would have thought that I was probably somebody who um, overthought things and you know, that I'd find it very difficult to control kind of, you know, spiralling thoughts and um, mm. uh, worrying about stuff. And I found that I've managed to find, like I... I you know, it's not I'm not having the best couple of weeks but um you know, but I'm like out of bed and I'm sitting here now, like it's not that yeah. bad and um I do expect that eventually um i you know, or soon i start to feel a bit better and that, you know, I I'm presuming um if the oncologist is telling me he thinks he can fix me, I'm choosing to believe it. Yeah. Um you know? Yes, and, uh, of course. And I think I'm lucky, I have other things that are going on that are great.
0: You have a new book coming out in April, which I have is... have a
4: new book coming out in April, yeah, so that's great, you know, so and I am... Um, is this,
0: like, yeah. was this something that you always wanted to do and has the cancer sort of accelerated it was. I
4: mean, I probably, yeah, I mean, it was probably a spur at the time. Um, yeah, I had started to write a novel and um, and when I got the cancer diagnosis, I probably, I mean, it probably just made me realise that, you know, I, I might not have, like, unlimited time. That's what I thought then and um, and that maybe I didn't have 25 years to arse around the place and think about writing a novel that I should just, you know, shut up and get on. <laughs> so that, that I mean, so I, I got a draft down very quickly, so it probably did affect it from that point of view, definitely. And, yeah. and you know, writing in general probably gives me a lot, you know. Um, like, for every day, there's, you know, there's, um, it takes them, like, 40 minutes or something to find a vein when I'm in hospital. You know, Gosh. then maybe Marion Keys goes as writer-proofing goes on Twitter and says she loved it and that's a great compensation so it gives me a lot
0: they they give out preview copies to people like Marion Keyes and they get them to read it and it says here uh, where's the uh, oh my god lads this is from Marion Keyes Uh, Kennedy Lulu's debut novel that's you incredible intense unflinchingly honest Uh, it broke my heart a million times I was consumed by it deserves prizes lots of them out in April read her magnificent short stories while you're waiting Ah, she's so lovely
4: she's the most generous person like in fairness, but yeah, I'm I know, afraid, but, she, but, yeah. You, but,
0: she, but she didn't have to say that. She uh, could have no, said nothing. She's lovely, like no, honestly, but uh, yeah. I've, I've read her a lot of her. That, that's that's very specific
4: nah she's a dope anyway. Yes. Look, I'm th- and I was thrilled. Yeah, well, you yeah. should
0: be thrilled. So I'm very that, thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. So April, um, so, so you're hoping you'll be up for the the launch, and, and it looks like all the all the noises are positive, aren't they? About ah, things yeah. opening Look, ho- up and all that. Yeah,
4: it is all sounds good. Yeah, um, yeah, hopefully it'll so be. So you could normal, have a launch, yeah. like I might a have yeah, a bit of warm wine somewhere <laughs> with yeah, like yeah. other people, <laughs> <laughs> instead it in my kitchen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> cubes of cheese on a cocktail exactly, stick. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, 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 big uh, yeah, big kind of uh, grenade of tin foil with like things sticking out of it or
0: something. <laughs> yeah, and you're Worried about John now getting the love of the tattoo at, at 78. Oh my god, imagine if he turns up with
4: like <laughs> sleeves, getting sleeves done and everything. Yeah,
0: I think <laughs> at yeah. That he, point he's, he's looking at me, he's going, What's a sleeve? What's <laughs> a sleeve? <laughs>
4: He'd be googling it on the way oh, home, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so uh, uh, brilliant. So it's justgiving.com, we dad's tattoo for tits and moles. Um, Right, there you go. Uh, it's, it's a long time since i said tits on the radio. It's not. It's, li- it's liberating. It's a, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, John, great to see you. We have a picture, you. if you don't mind, that we can put up on our website just to show sure. the tattoo. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and mind yourselves, you sound like a, a tight unit your family
5: ah they're a great bunch yeah <laughs> they're a great bunch you know they, we have our moments You of know, course, they, like, all <clears throat> like all families like all families but ve- very very closely knit yeah and for that reason it makes it all the, all the tougher in ways but easier in ways yeah thanks Ray
0: um, uh, Louise brilliant writer her short stories, the end of the world is a cul-de-sac is fantastic so that's yeah. that's what yeah. Marian's referring to when she says while you're waiting for yeah. trespasses which is out in April you can read the <laughs> short stories John, thanks, lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you, uh, and thank you. Louise, mind yourself. Thanks and very Thanks much. Thanks so much for coming into our Spiegel so okay, Studio. Thank you very uh, much. And maybe when the book comes out, we might do another interview if That'll you don't be mind. Lovely. Yeah, okay, okay. Thanks very much. See you then. All right. See you, John. Bye thank now. you. Bye bye. The
2: Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Tweet at Radio Ray RTE, the Ray Darcy Show, on RTE Radio Ah, One. And
0: there's someone saying, My own dad died of cancer at 60. It's lovely to hear the love in Louise's voice when she talks about her dad and to her dad. Yeah, time for a little bit of music before nooks. Johnny Nash there, I can see clearly now. 51551 E. Just got the end of the interview with Louise and John. Uh, One has a book coming out. Who are they? Okay. (laughs) Well, they're the Kennedys. um, Louise Kennedy and her dad, John. And uh, the story was that John's wife, Brenda, and his three daughters have all got cancer over the last six years. So we spoke to Louise and then there's Joanne as well and Sinead, who was just recently diagnosed with cancer. And John went and got a tattoo uh, in aid of um, the Irish Cancer Society just giving.com weed dad's tattoo for tits and moles and Louise is a writer and she has written her first novel called Trespasses which will be in shops in April Um, so that's that's the story there Uh, the best thing I learned over lockdown is that you can get audiobooks from the library it's been great company for me and opened up a whole new world as I have found I don't have the patience to sit down and read most evenings audiobooks are a different kettle of fish as I can sit back and let them wash over me. And you know, at the beginning, I think there was a sort of a a snobbiness about audiobooks. Well, you're not really reading, are you? But they've done, I've read research last year uh, and they find that the experience of listening to a book and reading a book has the exact same effect on the human brain. And if you're going for a book, like Billy Connolly's memoir, you're probably better off listening to it. Jenny said, you can't possibly read that book, you have to listen to it because it is Billy Connolly delivering it in a Billy Connolly way and seemingly, he wrote it by dictating it. So, even if you read it, it's written in that style as opposed to, so it's written to be read out loud. Uh, So there. Um, uh, You can listen to an audiobook while out for a walk too. You can. And in the car. You can listen to an audiobook in the car. Um, I haven't got into them quite yet uh, but, but uh, one of these days I don't know I was just thinking about uh, Betty Cod there and the list of books and then my favourites from over the last couple of years well I read Milkman and it was great but none of the other ones like um, Shuggy Bain I thought it'd be there or Normal People by That's Not There by Sally Rooney or uh, the North Water. I thought that would have been there, Ian Maguire. Uh, I see that's now on uh, RT2, if you missed it on the BBC, um, for fans of that, the North Water. Anyway, Anish uh, Tosha now in the Preve Skelton and Nook de la Mora de Wallace. Gramagud Mora, thank you very much. 51551 raid.org. Pat in Wexford has been on today. I can see Cleary's now, the sale is on. <laughs> oh, I'm Pat, thanks for that. Yeah, you made me smile. Maybe a little giggle too. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Reeling in the ears Bits of songs TV shows News reports Movies And there's a prize Yes For one of our Contestants Who are waiting on the line And it's a two nights stay In Farnham Estate In Cavan And it's up there in the heart of a magnificent estate of 1,300 acres of mature woodlands and lakes, uh, all there for you to explore with loads of walks. There's a, a spa and a golf resort. And it's a two night stay with dinner for two on one of the evenings in Maxwell's Restaurant. FarnhamEstate.ie for more information. FarnhamEstate.ie for more information. Uh, Carl Armstrong, how are you doing, Carl? I'm grand, Ray. How are you? Good. You're in Nace. Nice place to shop. <laughs>
6: yes, it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there used to be a sign, wasn't there, outside Nace? Nace there, my, exactly,
6: <laughs> when you're coming in just from Nace, from Johnstown, there was always a sign there and I always, even still, I live in Australia, I always bring it up as <laughs> a little <coat. laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But Nace, Nace benefited, I think, in a big way from being bypassed, didn't it?
6: Absolutely, yeah. you know, um, it, it, was, it was such a main thoroughfare back in the day when I was growing up as well so it was great then it actually got to be its town again yeah. and have sound like personal style again without actually having all the trucks and all the
0: yeah. traffic that was going through. And of course, it benefited the rest of us as well because we didn't have to go through now. So exactly, <laughs> yeah. right. So, exactly. Australia, Australia, how long have you been on, in Australia?
6: I've been there since 2003.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're, you're home now since when?
6: Yeah, I got home just before my birthday on Christmas Eve. So it was.
0: Oh, Carol. Down Carol. There. See, Carol, Christmas yes. Carol. Yay! Yay! <laughs> hey. So that's great and how long are you staying for?
6: I'm here I've been here for a month and I'm going to stay on for um, another few weeks just to make up for the two and a half
0: years I wasn't allowed out of Australia. Right, two and a half years. This is a real Irish conversation. When are you going back? (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Carol? I haven't seen you in years. When are you going back? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, So how has it been then reacquainting yourself with your family and Nace?
6: Oh, it's been fabulous. Um, my um, Part of my family are up near um, Saggart, and yeah. the other half of my family are down um, uh, between Kill and Nace. So it's been great just in going back and forth and catching up with my family and making up for lost time.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I see you work for a HR uh, company, or sorry, you're HR manager for a company that does security for quarantine hotels.
6: Yeah, so we used to do all the security for festivals and music and gigs, and then obviously... Um, we all had to change, and we got the option to work with the New South Wales government and New South Wales Health, and utilise all the hotels. And I supplied all the security guards for the quarantine hotels. Right.
0: So you were following the Novak Djokovic story very closely, then I would imagine.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. It was. A, I mean, the thing is, if I walked into that country and wrote down something wrong on the card, you know,
0: you'd be, be, be sent home. And, yeah.
6: Yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah. equal, equal, equal for everybody. Yeah? yeah,
0: I think you're right. I think most people agree with you on that one. Uh, you're up against Aidan McIntyre from Laura in County Hi, Tipperary. Andrew. Hello, Carol. <laughs>
1: How are you? Not
0: too bad. Yeah, yeah, Carol, you're great. Do you want to do the show tomorrow? <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say it would be no problem to you. Uh, Aiden, where's Laura in County Tip? Where's it close to? Um.
1: It's on. It's the most northerly parish in Tipperary. We're uh, joined by Galway and Offaly, and we're, where three counties meet and three provinces meet.
0: Ah, right, right. So we're
1: just beside the Shannon. We're just beside the Shannon and Lockerg.
0: Uh, so you're near Drumaneer area. Now
1: oh, well, i 20 miles from Drumaneer. Portumna is our nearest. Big ah, town. Well,
0: right, okay, right. Portumna, okay. And you're a farmer. Yes. What what sort of farm do you have? Uh, dairying and sheep. Right, and uh,
1: so is it lambing season around now? Yeah, it's lambing. I'm lambing at the moment. I'm about 40 of lamb
0: at the moment. Right. Do you, is that something you become blasé about or is it always a wonder to see a little lamb being born?
1: No, you never become blasé about it. It's um, it's a great sight when you go out in the morning and maybe uh, a sheep is after having two lambs and both of them have sucked and are jumping around yeah. the it. Yeah. You never get tired of looking at that.
0: Gambling, I think, is the word
1: oh yeah. Yes, yeah it is nice, nice, isn't it nice,
6: yeah. isn't
0: it G- yeah. why are you laughing Carl it's G-A-M-B-O-L-I-N-G I think that, that's what, that's no, what little I'm, lambs do
6: go on no no it's true I do I come from um, a, a farming background in Kildare as well so I know all about it oh dear there you go
0: right there you go um, yeah, it could be it could be frolicking as
6: well
0: frolicking um, and gambling yes <laughs> okay <yeah. laughs> nothing like it and it's lovely weather out there at the moment so they're obviously enjoying I, that yeah. yeah it's been uh, the
1: best weather I ever remember for lemon. is it um, yeah yeah it's been so dry the ground conditions are very good and the weather is quite mild. OK. Who's at home? Makes, with the, uh, my wife, Pauline, is at home at the moment.
0: Right. Uh, hello, Pauline. Uh, now, um, and uh, you have children as well?
1: Yeah. Uh, Owen is in Dubai and Niall is working in Dublin and Claude is in college in Dublin.
0: Right. Uh, and we would have... People might recognise your voice and your name from Ireland's fittest family.
1: Yes. Uh, we were in the final uh, this year.
0: Yeah. Um, what, what age are you, in?
1: I'll be 60 uh, next June.
0: Yeah, you've you're, you're put it up to the rest of us now with that, with your performance on Ireland's First Family. You did amazing yeah. stuff, so well done.
1: Uh, thank you very much. Um, i say it was just my natural fitness from working on the farm because I, I don't go to a gym. I'm not, a, I'm not into the gym. So it was just uh, walking and lifting and carrying and uh, that yeah. sort of uh, helped me out when I needed it.
0: Carol, you should look back at that, the final of Ireland's first family. It's up on the RT player and you'll be able to see Aidan on it and his, and his family. Uh, Claude and Niall and Owen. I-
6: when I was in Australia before I left, I did actually have a little snippet of it and I was like, this looks like an interesting show.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, yeah, it's, I will. It's a really good show. Right, now back to today's competition. It's the Reel in the Ears quiz. Three clips each. You can decide to go for a short clip. That's more difficult. You get two points. If you go for a longer clip, you get one point. Whoever has the most points at the end gets the prize. If it's a draw, we go to a tie-break situation. Good luck to you both. Carolyn, <laughs> Nace and Aidan and Laura. Right, to you, Carol. First question is this. Um, it's, sorry, I should tell you the year is 2016 and we're at the movies. So, do you want to go for a short clip or a long clip? I'll uh, go for a short clip. Short clip, okay. In 2016, this musical film starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone was released. It went on to win five Oscars. Can you name it? Here is your short clip for two points.
3: And though you look so cute in your polyester suit It's wool. You're right,
7: I'd never fall for you at all.
0: What movie was that? Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Musical.
6: Yeah, I know. I remember seeing both of them on the front of it. Uh, And there was controversy about the winning at the Oscars.
0: Yes, there was.
6: I have everything except the name of the movie. You do.
0: (laughs) 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 No, it's not coming.
6: No, it's not.
0: No. Sorry. La La Land. Yes, God. La La God. Land. Okay, uh, Aiden, for you, 2016, at the movies, do you want to go long or short? i go go um, short. Short, okay. Walt Disney released this animated adventure film in November 2016 based on a story uh, in ancient Polynesia with Dwayne the Rock Johnson voicing a demigod character. Uh, can you name it? Here's your short clip for two points.
7: I'm here because you stole the heart of
6: Daviti and you will board my boat.
0: See your children of a certain age you probably missed out on this one but maybe you didn't
1: uh, I'm, afraid I, I'm afraid I did Ray. I haven't a clue
0: yeah it's Moana it's Moana yeah. it's, it's, it's worth, it's worth a, a watch actually ok so nobody's on the scoreboard we're on to question number 2 for you Carol it's a music question in the charts 2016 uh, what do you think Longer, short. Sh- short ok this song shot to number 1 in October 2016 uh, and was the lead single in the 4th album released by this British girl group uh, can you name the song or the group? And here's your short clip for two points. British girl group. Any ideas? Uh, Minix. No, no. Yeah, no. It's, okay. it's 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 close, but it's not close enough. Oh, Little mix. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to give it to you, but I can't. Yeah. It's Little Mix. Oh, Little <laughs> Mix, yeah. Sorry about that. It's uh, all right. Aiden, uh music, 2016, long or short? Um, short. Short, okay. This song by Canadian pop star spent four weeks at the top of the charts at the very beginning of 2016. So six years ago, here's your short clip for two points.
3: My mama don't like you and
0: she likes everyone. Who's that?
3: Sean
1: Mendes?
0: No. Justin Bieber. I'm surprised oh. you know who Sean Mendes was. <laughs> Just right, You're doing really well, the two E. <laughs> At least you're equal. <laughs> At least <you're>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, they, it is a classic case of they don't suit you, you know. But anyway, we're on to the final question uh, for you. And this is going to be the decider, obviously, Carl. Uh, so we're in the news. It's 2016. Um, how do you feel? Are you going to go for a two-pointer and put Aiden under all sorts of pressure? Or are you going to play it safe and go for a one-pointer? I'm not playing it safe, Ray. Okay, Go big or go home, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in the news, 70 days after general election in 2016, this man began his second term as Taoiseach, speaking in his Christmas message that year. He spoke of inclusion and reflection. Can you name him? And here is your short clip for two points. Let me assure you that Ireland will remain an open and a tolerant republic. Who's that? You were away, you see.
6: Leo.
0: Yeah, Leo. That's N- that's no, 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 no. <laughs> It was the man before him, Enda Kenny. Enda, Enda Kenny, Kenny. Oh, okay. Fair so you were away in Australia, so you weren't following yeah. local politics. Uh, now, Aidan, the door is open for you here now. Uh, My will have to go for one, right? Yeah, go for one. Okay. So the news from 2016. On 31st January 2016, we lost one of the great veterans of broadcasting who died at the, at the age of 77. Uh, Never forgot his Limerick roots, despite a stellar career across the water. Can you name him? Uh, And here he is, your long clip for one point. That you're proud to call
5: yourselves my listeners. That you think of me as a friend. Someone that you're close enough to
0: laugh with. To poke fun at. And occasionally. When the world seemed just a little too cruel. To shed a tear with. Who's that? Terry Morgan. Yes. You win with one point. (laughs) Well (laughs) done. Cara, listen, what would you do anyway? You'll have the two mugs to bring back to Australia with you. You know, that's that's probably a better deal in the end. Uh, And they'll be there for years and years to come. Uh, Great talking to you and enjoy the rest of your stay at home. um, And good luck when you return to Australia. That's
6: great, Ray. Thank you very much and well done.
0: Yeah. See you, Carol. Bye. Bye. Well, yeah. Well, indeed. Well done, Aiden. Um right over the line. Right? Yeah, just, just, yeah. just just trickled over the line there. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't exactly back of the net stuff. But no, but no. anyway, you, you, it doesn't matter. It's 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 about the result and not the show. It's not what Trapattoni said. So you're off yeah. to Farnham Estate uh, yourself and a person of your choice for a two night stay. I, I
1: better bring Pauline. I better bring Pauline. You better
0: bring Pauline. Uh, and you can go to farnhamestate.ie to see what's in store for you. Well done, Aiden. <laughs>
2: Thank you very much, Ray, and Happy New Year to
0: you. Yeah, Happy New Year. Great talking to you. Bye now.
2: Bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.
0: Yeah, 5155 on ray at rte.ie. Quick song before our next guest. Hosier. And someone new uh, on RT Radio 1. Now, yesterday we were talking about Blue Monday, um, and we often in January talk about the post Christmas blues. uh, But there is a real thing called SAD or seasonal affective disorder. Uh, It's something that affects around 2% of the population, and it happens around this time of the year. Uh, And Anne Kyo uh, is on the line. Actually, she's not on the line, she's down the, the corridor and in a booth. How are you doing, Anne? Ray, how are you, uh, Senior Clinical Psychologist? So it's actually actually Dr. Ann Kyo. Sorry, I should give you your full title. Um, so so sad is the thing that's been on my radar for a long time, and I just thought it was a really simple thing that we don't get enough sunshine in this part of the world during the winter, and it affects our moods. Is that oversimplification?
7: No, I think that's a fair um, appraisal of it. So SAD is Seasonal Affective Disorder, as you said, which is a subtype of depression. And most people will know what depression is, but it's a type that whereby the symptoms of depression have a seasonal pattern. Uh So they come on at the changing of the seasons.
0: And how would one know if they had SAD?
7: You would notice symptoms of depression like, you know, anxiety or feeling uh, helpless or agitated, poor sleep, poor appetite. What we classically associate with depression around the time of the seasons change. So coming into winter or coming out of winter into spring and summer.
0: Now, I was sort of... uh taken the mickey out of Blue Monday yesterday, um, saying that it's an individual thing. But then I, I also said, and people wrote about it in the papers yesterday, that it is after a time of celebration. It's dark. The days are short. People might be short of money. You know, all of those things contributed to it being not the best month of the of the calendar. Uh, so do all of those things feed into SAD as well?
7: Yeah, I think they they feed into most people, I think. (laughs) (laughs) and And then those, I suppose, who have, like, you know, a lot of people have mild seasonal depression. So whereby your mood is affected to some degree in the winter. And then so many people will have the winter blues, which would be where you just sense that things are not as positive. But it's a small subset, as you said, there are I mean, 2% who would have a kind of a clinical level depression of difficulty around that time.
0: OK. Is there anything we can do to lift our moods at this time of the year?
7: Yeah, there's a lot. And actually, you know, people really are fighting against the odds with this weather and the dark evenings. So one of the kind of classic things people would do, we try to increase their sunlight um, and get out in the day as early as you can in the day. That seems to affect the circadian rhythm, ah. if you like, or the hormones. Um, to improve the mood at times. Now, obviously, if something was very severe, someone should see their GP and consider other, you know, interventions. Um, And and talking about it is probably the most important thing. So I'm I'm glad that you're talking about it so that we can kind of have people think about
0: how that might affect them. Uh, I'm just wondering how, just going back on ourselves a little bit, how do you differentiate between what could be just the post-Christmas blues that a lot of us experience to something that is seasonal affective disorder how would you know the difference
7: how you'd know would be really the degree to which it's impacting your life so if the symptoms that you experience of depression are impacting your life and if that's getting in your way of having a normal and happy life, it's worth considering, is this a thing? And then what people generally will do is talk to someone they know and love and, and kind of ask, you mm-hmm. know, or probably sometimes someone you know and love will approach someone and say, hey, you're not yourself.
0: Uh-huh. So, so let's go back. So, so get out if you can into daylight. And that's not always possible because a lot of people are probably travelling to work in, in darkness and coming home in darkness and they might be indoors all day. So that's not always doable. Yeah. But but that 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 is a real thing that can affect your mood.
7: It is. I mean, like, if you think about the impact of the sun on our moods, what people will notice now, as the next, next couple of months, as the evenings get brighter, they'll notice the lift in their yes. mood. Yeah. So they probably hadn't noticed that it, you know, it needed lifting because yeah. you get used to it. And uh, uh,
0: uh, What else can we do? What about exercise?
7: All the usuals. Sleep, exercise, diet, everything helps. Um, uh, Talking helps, you know, being with people. I to be honest with you, Christmas is a wonderful time because it connects people. They have a community. They have Fun, you're together, but we've been hammered for the last couple of years yes. with regard to what helps. And um, so, the research would talk about you know, get therapy, get help. You know, if you need it, talk to someone, talk to your GP if you really need to, and um, get out and about and look after yourself, look after each other
0: and and it is like globally this is, has been the most trying time ever in in, in our lives um and, and like we're, we're really testing our mental health aren't we um so, and what can people do to shore up because i heard this morning even now that we yeah, it looks like we might be coming out of this that that, that that's going to create its own mental health problems
7: yeah, it does. I mean, if you like, we actually are looking at two years when all that we knew to be true or the case was different. And the trauma of, you know, worrying about your own safety and the safety of your loved ones. So I would say to people, take it slow and take it easy because, you know, the idea of rushing back to what we probably can't remember from two years ago yes. now, all the small little things. I know as we gradually open up people have been quite anxious about meeting others you know how do you actually engage with you know that many people if you're having a conversation they're not used to it so take your time you know it, it, like it really has happened some people have lost you know a lot a lot of trauma has been suffered at this um, pandemic so you know go easy on, our, on yourself and be very gentle about how you re-engage
0: and I, I don't try and do too much too quickly it's, I suppose it's analogous to you know if you haven't eaten for a long time you know that you have to ease yourself back onto to food in a way. You know because yeah. if you eat too much too quickly, you can get very sick. So it's it, it's similar, but it, yep. because I would imagine a lot of people have found a way of making this work for themselves. The, you know the lockdown and so they've they've built a habit around that.
7: Yeah, and, and they've, they're, we're much less used to being with other people. Yeah. So like, our you know, life before was really hectic. You'd be going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Whereas now, if you have one thing on, it feels like a lot. So I would say, you doesn't have to go back to exactly how it was. Take your time. And I think, you know, we're not as practiced as we were at that level of activity or engagement or anything. Mm-hmm. What, so, what
0: have you learned about yourself from this? I know I shouldn't be asking you personal questions like that.
7: (laughs) Ask away from the pandemic. Yes. um, Oh, there's lots of things. I've learned that I don't need to be as busy as I was. That I'm, you know, I I quite like to be busy so that it's, it's okay to take things a bit slower. Um, I've learned that we as a society are much more resilient and that I, if you had told me three years ago that you'd take away every, all the fun, lots of the fun anyway, and, you know, all the activity, how would I feel about that? I wouldn't have been able to understand that was possible. Yeah. But that I can find fun and, you know, pleasure and, like life without that is possible Um, I've learned about the hard work that our frontline services do I think they are a huge credit to anybody who turned around left their house you know ambulance workers A&E the guards everybody who really showed up for the country Mm. in the dark times and I think I've learned a lot of like about they're amazing Uh, I'm not sure that all of us could have done that Um, I have learned I have two small kids actually so it was a lovely time in some ways to get more time with them yeah Um, But I don't think I'd ever lived with that level of threat. You know, if I went to the shops, my life could be in danger. I could be endangering my family. So it was a real test of how do we cope with this? It gave me a lot of respect for people who suffer from conditions like OCD or significant anxiety, because that's how they live anyway. All the time. Yes, exactly. exactly.
0: Uh, I'm wondering, just to go back to SAD before we go, Um, how come evolution hasn't sorted that out? Because we live in Northern Europe and we've lived here, you know, our race, if you like, for, for hundreds of thousands of years. you think we would have learned to cope with the lack of sunshine during the winter?
7: I think we've done our best. I do think that our bodies aren't that much different than they were way back when, you know, back in the old days in the caves and whatnot. Yeah. So, so the, the hormone situation is not that dissimilar. So we're doing our best, but we're fighting against it. And, you know, we, we would traditionally have been outside working uh-huh, or do yes, activity. Of
0: course we would have, yes. Yeah. And we, and we wouldn't have expected so much from ourselves as, as going back to a, a full-time job yeah. on the 2nd of January or the 4th of January. Final thing, how do you feel about vitamin D?
7: Vitamin D, yeah, I mean it's it's wonderful. I think people should, you know, take do what you can. There's some research to suggest that it can help. It certainly goes hand in hand with sunlight and, you know, it lifts, can help lift mood I think okay. they say and yeah, you, can, so. you can buy
0: it in the local supermarket yeah, exactly, it's, yeah. it's not that expensive uh, Dr Anne kyo Senior Clinical Psychologist thanks so much for coming into our nice booth child. today Thank you for mind having yourself me. okay bye now thanks Ray bye bye uh, that's it from us Cormac is on the way with Drive Time we are back tomorrow at 3 o'clock enjoy the rest of your Tuesday evening
3: it's the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio
6: 1